Welcome to Season 2 of Between Two Blue Devils. I'm Mark Horner, your host, and this is a podcast featuring teachers, administrators, alumni, and community members of the beautiful city of Talmadge, Ohio. This podcast is about stories, their stories, the stories of people who love kids, love their city, and love the pursuit of education. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And while you're at it, feel free to share the podcast with a friend, tweet it out, post it on Facebook, snap it out, be sure to leave a review. And now without further ado, I bring you season two. Kick back, grab a cup of coffee from Crimson Cup, and enjoy getting to know some of the amazing people who love Talmadge and love our kids. Welcome back, Between Two Blue Devil listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Today we have a very special episode, and it aligns itself perfectly with the past couple guests that we've had here uh, with Season 2. And uh, the young lady that I'll be interviewing here ranks right up there amongst our other guests as superstars here in Talmadge City Schools, people who behind the scenes are making things work very smoothly and efficiently during this period of teaching during a pandemic. So I would like to take a moment to introduce our very special guest, and I do expect our live audience to clap really loud for this, Mrs. Gibson. Can I get a woohoo? That's what I'm talking about. You got a couple woohoos, Mrs. Gibson. We're so thankful that you are here. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. So I, you know what, I appreciate your flexibility in being here because our, our guest that we were going to have unfortunately couldn't be with us today, so we're going to reschedule. And then on a whim, you decided to come here at the request of one of our students in here who said, hey, I love Mrs. Gibson. And what a great idea having you here because people need to hear your story and know who you are. So let's just begin with that. Who is Mrs. Gibson? <laughs> Um, well, I'm the attendance secretary, and so all, all, for, all for the students are my little kittens. I got to know where everybody's at all the time, and um, I love these kids, so yeah. So you're, take, you're constantly taking attendance. Your day is consumed with making sure kids are where they're supposed to be? Yes, yes, because we have, um, uh, at Talmadge High School, we have kids that do CCP and career programs, so they come and go throughout the day. And uh, so every block we have kids that come in and out, and yeah, so I get to make sure everybody's where they need to be. So your average day is what, about seven and a half hours, eight hours? Seven and a half. Seven and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And seven and a half hours of chasing kids around, making sure where they're supposed to be. What would you say would be the percentage of that time that you spend on the phone? Hmm. Well, post, during the pandemic it's not it hasn't been as bad because parents have been amazing uh, letting us know when the kids aren't going to be in um, but you know where we were before I would say a good 50% of my day was on the phone um, and so that's where I expect to be again next year when we get all of our students back did your ear ever get really sore yeah <laughs> <laughs> and repeating the same thing over and over and over 
So especially when you have the six district compact and all the schools are on different schedules. So you have to work around their testing schedules and their busing and things like that. So, so you spend a lot of time on the phone and a lot of time staring at the computer. Yes. That's a, uh, that's a lot. I mean, that's, that's draining. I mean, you gotta, you probably end each day very fatigued because you've been staring at a computer for so long. I take a daily nap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we advocate naps, not in here, but we talk about naps. I read recently or heard on a podcast that the NASA put out a study and said, if you took a nap that was 26 minutes in length, you would increase productivity by 34%. I believe it. Yeah. If I don't have my daily nap, then I can't even accomplish anything at night, so. Well, how long is your nap? Um, longer than it should be, but I usually get home around three o'clock, and so I will chill till about four, four thirty. So from three to four thirty, so an yeah, hour and a half. About an hour and a half I, of I, just like chilling out and yeah, and some of it sleeping, you know. Just yeah. relaxing, just yeah. very chill good. with the dog and yeah. not do anything, and just enjoy like no TV, no nothing, just quiet. Just a big no brain kids break. at home. Quiet. I say because if you slept for like that hour and forty five minutes, that'd be that, that would be long. a sleep. We call that a sleep. That's not a <laughs> that's not a nap. That's a sleep. I do like sleep a lot. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. So you know what? Tell our audience a little bit about your family. You know, you've got an extraordinary family. Uh, are you married? Well, and do you have kids? And maybe tell us a little bit about those individuals in your life. All right. Um, I am married. My husband and I met when we were in college at Akron uh, University. And um, so we've been together 26 years. Wow. Um, we have 16 and 18 year old boys. So both here at the high school. Um, my 18 year old's graduating and going into the army. Wow. Which I hate, but I'm proud of him. <laughs> so he wants to be a police officer. And so he's going to be an MP for five years. Uh, with the army and um, go from there and my sophomore is in the six district program for construction so and he's not sure where he wants to take that but he says he doesn't want to be at a desk so so we'll see plumbing electrician something along those lines he has not decided but wow. it's a starting point yeah it is a great starting point and it's you know all of those professions are in high demand uh, and very much needed heck even my neighbor yesterday could have used a plumber and a construction worker because a pipe blew mm -hmm. and they were out all night like the past two nights trying to dig and find and the reason being is because you know it's expensive mm -hmm. it's expensive because there's such a short number there a, a, a short uh, it's commodity to have somebody in around and, and to be able to do that work for you right. it's a skill my husband's a machinist so they've grown up with an appreciation for the trades um, you know they don't see it as is being looked down upon because they see how well my husband has been able to provide for us i've stayed at home with them for 10 years when they were younger um so you know they don't they don't see it as being anything other than just a, a great job doing what you love so that's the key component you got to do what you love mm -hmm. because you got to spend the rest of your life doing it yep right I think that's awesome. So you and your husband have been married for 26 years? 24. 24 years. together 26, yes. Been together 26, wow. And you met at the University of Akron? Mm-hmm. Well, how did that happen? Uh, well, he walked into class and I went googly-eyed and then that was that. <laughs> that was all she wrote, right? That was it, yeah. Well, did uh, did he come up to you or did, were you like really secure and strong and went right up to him and said, hey, 
Um, well, I was I was probably the second person in class because I had a, like a two and a half hour break, so um, I was like the first one in. Uh, and he came and he sat down right next to me and he had on a Green Day t-shirt and a leather jacket. And I'm like, yeah, that that's that's the one right there. <laughs> a Green Day shirt? A Green Day shirt that's and a leather awesome. jacket. And a leather jacket. And, which I told him not to wear to my parents' house because, you know, we couldn't have a rebel at the house. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, then what did he wear to your parents' house? His leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but no Green Day. Well, no. he had a shirt on, though, right? Well, he did have a shirt on, <laughs> okay. yes. Yes. But um, started talking cars to my dad right away and that was... He was sold, so yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So did you uh, did you grow up around here then? I grew up in Northfield, um, so I went to Nordonia High School, and my husband actually grew up outside of Medina in Spencer, and he went to Black River. Okay. So he thought I grew up in the in the big city, which Northfield <laughs> is is not, but <laughs> in comparison, it was. So what was the Mrs. Gibson like in high school? Um, <laughs> let's just say my kids are much better than I ever was in school. Oh, was, you were the rebel? I, a little bit. Um, my, my kids kind of laugh. They'll ask me, you know, um, you know, what kind of friends I had. And I'm like, well, let's just say all you at school are going to be just fine because all the people I hung out with are just fine now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they'll survive. Those, they will uh, survive. They're going to, they're, everybody's going to do great. But no, I was quiet. I, I I worked a lot. I worked for Domino's Pizza, and I loved working. So I never really went to the football games or anything like that, because um, I'd rather work. Mm -hmm. um, that's where most of my friends were. So um, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed working and kind of kept myself. I did vocational um, studies for graphic arts, and that was that. And, yeah. and so when you were in high school. Uh, and I know when I was in high school, I, I really didn't enjoy high school. There were only a few classes, only a few teachers that I, I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And I still look back on them. And, and at the time, I had no idea I was going to be a teacher. Uh, all I wanted to do was play basketball and get out of school. Mm -hmm. But I still look back and I think about these few individuals and, and the impact that they had on my life. Were there any teachers at Nordonia High School? Or you could even go elementary. Like Who, who impacted you as a teacher? So, okay, fifth grade, I had Mrs. Goshen. Um, she was she was crazy. She may have, like, probably thrown me down to the office quite a few times for not doing my homework. Um, I do. <laughs> like, literally threw you. <laughs> um, like, literally, yeah. Like, get out of my classroom. If you're not going to do the work, go down to the office and call your parents. A little bit of tough love um, there. I, she was amazing. And... Um, but she was, she was an English teacher and she would literally be running around the classroom, you know, showing you how to diagram sentences by jumping up on the desks and, you know, crawling under things. And, and she, she was just a really good, um, fun teacher who tried to, you know, keep things, you know, exciting and active. And, and so that was awesome. But um, I still didn't do my homework. But yeah, she was, she was pretty awesome. Um, well, well, it's interesting to think. I mean, even though you didn't perform as well you know, and you're looking back, and you're like, I wish I would have done a little bit better. But, but still, the teacher had an impact because she never gave up to you, and and correct. she held you to a high standard. As correct, well. correct. And yeah. and I did. I learned. You know, I learned from her, and I mean, she was she was awesome. So, um, yeah, tough love was was a good thing from her. Um, high school, like I said, I went vocational. Um, I don't I don't really remember a whole bunch of my teachers. Um, I remember my. Um, uh, early childhood teacher things like that um 
because I had her quite a few times. She was like our Mrs. Keiko, mm -hmm. um, and I think her name was Mrs. Meyer or Myers. I can't. But anyway, um, she was she was really awesome too, and I did some like peers as listeners groups, things like that, um, with her. So I was with her quite a bit. But what class from high school would you say? Do you it, was there a skill or something that you learned that you use all the time? That even though maybe you didn't enjoy it, it still impacts you to this day. Uh, that I use and uh, impacts me. I don't know. I think probably. In that one class, um, we had gotten to the end, and it was like child development or whatever, and we had finished up all the curriculum. And I remember the last couple of weeks of school, you know, the teacher saying, "What do you What do you guys want to learn?" And it was just a bunch of girls in the class, and we're like, "We want to change oil and change tires." So <laughs> I remember her taking us across to the shop class and being like, "Hey, these girls want to learn how to change tire." For real? And, yeah. That's awesome. So, um, you know, I just I, I liked that all the teachers that I had were very good about. Um, trying to find things that we were interested in and, and not just stopping because their portion was done. Um, so, and I, and I tried to do, I, I was in a couple plays. I was not very good at that, so. <laughs> <laughs> but you tried it. I did, I did. I didn't do sports. Um, I'm very competitive, but um, that it, w it would not have worked out well. Sports were not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so at home in the Gibson household, and you say you're very competitive, is there some competition between the boys and you and your husband or the four of you? Do you have games that you play or? No, but I'm one of those when somebody says, I dare you, then it's like, oh, great. No, you gotta do um, it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well what's, the, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? I don't know about craziest, but I remember one time, um, Reed, who's my senior, was probably about five or six years old and he was like laying underneath the coffee table in this like little cubby and I told him you know to get out of there because he didn't need to be in there and he's like well you're just jealous because you can't fit <laughs> and you know I had friends over and, and some of his friends were there and I challenge accepted so I had to get my entire body through this little tiny hole in the coffee table and I almost got stuck because I was laughing so hard as I was doing it, but I had to prove that I could get through that coffee table um, doorway. So just stupid stuff like that. Well, that's, <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing: you established what the kids would call clout, right? With that five, with that, with that kid, right? You know, Am I right? Am I right? Um, Proper few, use of the word. A few extra pounds later, I might still mention it to him every now and again that I I fit through that coffee table. So don't don't mess with me. So yeah. Well, those are things that Reed's going to remember as well, you know, that... Let's hope that, not. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not that, but, you know, I, I'm not sure if, if it was this class or not, but we were talking about as we get a little bit uh, up there and we, in age, a lot of times we start thinking about the consequences of, of doing things. Like, we, we overanalyze things, so we, it prevents us from doing things that are adventurous and taking risks. And taking risks are part of life, right? Mm -hmm. And being competitive and wanting to one-up your kids or at least compete with them or be a part <laughs> of life, it, it spurs on that relationship. It helps that relationship and the kids the kids love it. I try to do things with my kids. I'm usually not that graceful because, you know, I'm just not anymore. Right. But, um, but when you get out there and you compete with the kids or you challenge the kids or you do something that they think we old people shouldn't do. Not that you're old, but that's what my son tells me all the time, old man. <laughs> uh, 
it leaves a good uh, lasting memory. So talk to me about your boys. So you got two boys and mm -hmm. they're all over the place. Uh, give us some stories. Give us some dirt on these boys so that we can uh, chase them down in the hallways. Oh my gosh, I can't give dirt on my boys. They're angels. <laughs> so are my kids. Right? Wink, wink. Right? Yeah. There's got to be an embarrassing moment. I mean, we'd love to hear about Reed, wouldn't we? I'll say, uh, uh, well, I have Reed and uh, one of the students in your room right now. Um, we're part of the relay for in seventh grade. You guys broke the record um, for the shuttle relay at the field, I believe, field invitational. Field invitational. And that yeah. record still stands to this day. It does not. No. It was what, probably 17-year-old record that... Yeah, it was like a 17-year-old record that you guys broke, and it got broken the very following year. Oh. Yeah, so, but by golly, we still have that picture of Reed standing by that record. Heck yeah. <laughs> hey, that's so, quite the accomplishment. Yeah, he, he blew his ACL in seventh grade uh, doing hurdles and then broke the record doing shuttle hurdles in eighth grade. And blew his ACL? Yeah. Really? ACL and MCL. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hate to hear that with somebody in seventh grade. Being one that has many, you know, multiple knee injuries. Well, the benefit was he got to go to Chicago in a wheelchair, so everybody in his group got to go to the front of <laughs> all the lines. Push him around. Yeah. So push him past the beam. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What are your favorite hobbies? Um, I like to scrapbook, but I haven't done it in forever. Are you a scrapbooker with uh, Miss Wilmoth? No, but I have been on one of her retreats okay. long before I ever even worked at the school, ironically enough. Um, but, yeah, it, I haven't gotten to it. Um, I enjoy sleeping, napping, yeah, <laughs> playing with my dog. <laughs> if, if only everyone could see our audience's faces, they're all like, as soon as you said that, you, you, uh, everyone's like, yeah, my favorite hobby as well. Yeah. What so. kind of dog do you have? Uh, a mutt. She's um, border collie, and, and I, I don't know. She just follows us everywhere. She's just adorable. And what's She's her name? Macy. Macy. Mm -hmm. How long have you had her? Four years. So, and she came with the name, so didn't want to change it after she, because she was already a year old, so, but. Those dogs that you adopt, uh, those are always the best dogs, aren't oh, they? Oh, and they do. They know that you've saved them, and so you can just tell. I mean, they're, they're pretty cool. Yeah, we have, you know, we adopted our dog, but he was a puppy. Uh, he was three months, and he was actually, they were going to send him, they were going to take his life because he was just overly large for being a golden retriever, and the, the breeder couldn't sell him because he, he was just big. And so one of a kind got him, and when we adopted him, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it was, he's wonderful. We love him, you know, but it's a challenge having a puppy. Mm -hmm. And raising a puppy is a challenge. It's like raising a, a kid again. It's like having a baby. But in the midst of all that, I mean, I've grown. I love Teddy, and he is awesome. But my wife always reminds me that those dogs, they, how much joy Teddy brings to us. Mm -hmm. So even last night, we're sitting on the couch, and he was frustrating me. He wouldn't leave me alone because I'm trying to eat something, and he's sticking his nose up there. He's trying to, he's trying to eat it. He's trying to drink my coffee. He loves coffee. And he's always trying to you know, and my wife says, oh, you gotta read this. And she reads me what goes through a dog's mind. Mm. Now, I'm not gonna argue whether this really goes through their mind or not, but I'm not gonna lie, it had me in tears. I'm like, all right, I will never yell at you again, Teddy. I swear, you're so nice, you know, but I mean, 
they you know it, it was all about dogs who are adopted and mm -hmm. how they're looking at you saying you saved me uh, you brought me joy and comfort and I want to do the same thing and all that kind of emotional stuff had me yeah not gonna lie it was a moment I was crying a little bit yeah we got uh, Macy our previous dog had passed away um, ironically shortly after Reed had blown his ACL um, he had surgery and um, so the dog was there for his surgery. His name was Cooper, uh, and then passed away shortly after um, the surgery. So uh, Reed's just a huge, huge animal lover. In fact, he would love to be a canine officer um, someday. So hmm. uh, we went six months without having a dog, and I mean, it was it was he was the driving force between, but you know, behind getting a new one, because I mean, just every night, you know, like he he was just always you know, down. So it was like, all right, we've, we've, we've got to get another dog. So how long have you been working in Talmadge City Schools? 2011, I think is when I was hired. So this is 10 years, actually wow. March. Yeah. So yeah, 10 years. And what positions have you held this whole time since you've been here? Uh, I started as a recess monitor and then I became um, a paraprofessional substitute um, and I worked all the time, which was great. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I uh, got a full-time paraprofessional position, and then I moved into the office four years ago. What have you enjoyed the most about working here in Talmadge? The kids. Kids? Yeah. So between the kids that graduated two years ago and this graduating group, these are my favorite three groups for sure. Aww. I've been with them forever. So. Yeah. Yeah. Were, were you a recess monitor for some of them? All of them, yeah. All of them? Yeah. So you guys would have been in thir third grade, and the group ahead was in fifth grade. So, yeah. I've been with everybody forever. You've seen a lot of changes in Talmadge as well. I have. I have. So, yeah, because I was recess monitor at um, Dunbar and Monroe, over, and my kids were at Overdale. So. Yeah, so you've seen all, I mean, the, this complete transformation mm -hmm. of Talmadge City Schools. Yep. I know I know many in this room and I am very curious and hopefully you can answer this question but being that you now are working on attendance all the time there have got to be some really creative <laughs> excuses for not coming to school are you allowed to share any of those creative excuses creative or even just the the most entertaining excuses you've ever heard you know with discretion of course that you've heard for reasons not coming to school? I mean, most of the time, well, of course, obviously pre-COVID, um, a parent could just call and say that their kid wasn't coming to school and that was essentially acceptable um, because we had, you know, parent approval. Um, but of course this year you have to kind of ask the reason. And um, so we're hearing things that, you know, we don't really necessarily care about, but we need to know. <laughs> So, you know, it is hard, and I get it, because even parents are like, well, she has cramps, but, you know, like, yeah. but as soon as she says, you know, stomach ache, it's like, well, then they're out for 10 days. Right. So yeah. um, I, I think that is, you know, also having kids myself and understanding, um, you know, the privacy that's needed, you know, between, you know, just for, for the, the person's own well-being, like, you know, um, a lot of mental health days, a lot of things like that, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, so 
Um, but it's all, you know, in, in the time, it's, it's, it, they're, they're not bad excuses, they're great excuses. Um, but unfortunately, we need to know, you know, yeah. same thing. If you just say you have a headache, that was fine last year. This year, you're out for 10 days. So, um, so I wouldn't say it's necessarily creative excuses, but, um, you know, just that now we have to know more than we really <laughs> should. You, yeah. you know yeah, what I'm I saying? I know what yeah. you, yeah. So. It, it's got to feel weird asking, you know, digging deeper because you're right. It is, if they There's have any of those between, symptoms. Yeah, privacy and needing to know to keep our other students safe. So, um, yeah, it, it does get, you know, tricky. So. A lot of people who will be listening to this have sometimes called their children off and I think it's good for them to hear that it is a struggle for you that, you know, you're just trying to do what's best for the school as a mm -hmm. whole and you have to ask those questions. And I get it. I mean, like some parents will call and they're like, well, we're going on vacation, but they're afraid to say it. And it's like, hey, you know, we've been locked up for a year. Yeah. If you have a moment that you can get away with your family and do something exciting, please do it. Like. <laughs> So, you know. Are you granting me permission to, uh, I'll be gone. I will be gone next week. No questions asked. All right. Someplace so, warm and sunny. Well, you know, unless you're a teacher, then, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you know, families, people haven't been able to get vacations or they haven't, um, had the finances. And now that, you know, with the stimulus, you know, people are going to yeah. get a little bit of money, you know, yeah. and be able to take a weekend away. And if, you know, so, you know, if you call and say your kid's sick, then unfortunately they're going to be out for you know 10 days but if you're just honest and say you know oh we're getting away for the weekend for, yeah. you know for some mental clarity it's like perfect <laughs> there you go there you go that's the key word mental clarity mm -hmm. i see the wheels turning in here we all need it we all so need it. you um you know you've you've been working in the office and you've been seeing uh as kids come through and as staff members and as the community comes in i mean how how have you handled how have you been handling this this the covid and the pandemic i mean what are some things that you've done to try to maintain some balance in your life i'm generally a pretty um anxious person i have a lot of anxiety um so at first i was really nervous about coming back but i think the school is doing such a great job keeping everybody is as separated as we can and again unfortunately you know we, we do have to ask the hard questions on you know um you know you're coughing like you know did you swallow your water wrong or are you sick do we need to get you out of here kind of thing um but uh i am a pretty anxious person um we did you know our family did quarantine as much as we could and, and stay in and not go out to dinners and not do things um but now as, as we're, we're coming to the end um Again, having a senior, I, I see the importance in, you know, hanging out with friends and, uh, and things like that because, you know, mental health is, is huge in all of this. And I've been relaxing quite a bit, too, just because, you know, you, you hear stories. Um, our household was one of them. Um, one of my children and my husband both tested positive. We, it was over the remote time in December, and n my youngest son and I we never we never got sick and mm -hmm. we tested um, multiple times and um, we didn't quarantine in the house we weren't wearing masks in the house because it was um, Christmas actually it was the week before Christmas and in Christmas Day and my husband and I decided as a family like it's Reed's last Christmas at home he's gonna be gone for five years in the army we're not making him sit in his room 
it's not happening. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, and, and we never got sick. So I think after that, I kind of relaxed just a little bit knowing that, you know, washing my hands every 13 seconds and blankets, pillows, doorknobs, you know, just keeping everything clean was helping. So, yeah. um, so you know, my anxiety level's gone way down. So summer's coming, you can have open windows and get outside and I think we'll be fine. And the sunshine certainly helps. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the, I, my own personal anxiety levels about it have been going down um, significantly as well. Uh, but yeah, it, it is being put into a position where you have to make that choice with your son. Mm -hmm. right? You're right. It is. He's a senior and there's so much finality in his life this year. Mm -hmm. And to think about how COVID has interrupted that for for him and for so many kids, it, you know, sometimes you just got to make that choice. You just right. got to say, hey, I, you know what? I got to be with my family. We've had to confront many of the same issues mm -hmm. as well. And that was, you know, I have... Um, we had cross country football and now track. Um, so I just, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, if we're going to have four activities a week in the family, then each of my kids gets two activities and I'm going to stay at home. I order my groceries and that's that. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I'd rather see them get out and do the things that they could do. Um, you know, with, like I said, with sports and, and things like that. So. So many surreal choices that we never thought we would have to make in decision-making a year ago, you know, here mm -hmm. on the eve of, <laughs> you know the 13th and when the world was turned upside down for us mm -hmm. so it it, uh, it it really is truly amazing to see what you do you do so many good things up there and and you bring such joy to the office uh i hope you know that we appreciate it don't we i mean i i love when i walk in the office you and your co-worker who we're going to get on here one of these days as well you know the two of you you bring joy and you bring passion and positivity and you are you're the first face that people see yeah sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean i mean it's 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 you're you're so happy in there it, it really is and what one of my things that i like about being in the office and i mean you guys all know um as much as i can i i want to know the kids names mm -hmm. when they when, when a kid comes in i want to be able to say you know good morning you know, you use their names and things like that because I, I think it's important that everybody has a name and a face and you know something about them. I mean, I have stories on everybody in here. <laughs> oh, I'll save that for round so, two. Right? Yeah. Press pause. But no, I mean, I, I, I like being involved with the kids and yeah. I like going to the, you know, things with sports and things like that and, and being able to see the students doing doing their things. So can't wait to get back to that next year. So yeah, we uh, we sat down. Well, I was able to interview Mr. Wood, and um, in our conversation, not sure if it was on the podcast or before, but one of the things he brought up that you know this season in, in one of the episodes is that everybody plays a role around here. It's this is not just the superintendent's gig. This is not just the teachers' uh, thing. It is it's the people behind the desks that greet our our parents and our students that they come in and just you simply saying a student's name that right there changes the direction of the day right when when they see you and you greet them with that smile that I would I would tell you saves lives you know some kid walked into this building and was thinking about ending their life and the fact that you nobody knows them nobody cares yeah yeah, yeah the fact that you took the time to, to know their name and to reach out to them and just say hey that just tells them that they're important yeah and i, I genuinely love all the kids I, I genuinely do so um that's 
you know, one of the things that, that keeps me working at the school. I just love the kids. <laughs> well, here's what's really neat about it. I read a, a cool story, um, research story, uh, a psychology experiment about um, people who uh, age differently when they're with kids. And mm -hmm. this is what I was telling my wife, this is what's really neat, you know, these kids keep us young. And when you love them, and you love being here, and you see them and you smile and it releases all those you know chemicals in your body that just that they just keep you young and it keeps you healthy and it keeps mm -hmm. you focused i mean we are serving a greater good here because we have the privilege of being a part of their lives yeah and i know um i i did not end up uh graduating from college because um my heart kind of got in the way um not just because i met my husband but um i actually wanted to go into family law and i was interested in being a mediator and I remember the professor at the time, you know, saying, as a mediator, you're sitting there sometimes with a mother and a father, and the mother is a drug addict and verbally abusive to the kids, and the father is beating them. And you get to decide who's, who's the better who's, of the two. Yeah, where Jeez. the child is going to yeah. be placed. And I'm like, with me, <laughs> all of them, just with me. So, <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, this probably is not the best profession for me, if, especially if I was going to have children of my own, because, you know, I would have been one of those 24 seven at work kind of people, right. you know, you, you can't give up on, on kids like that. So um, I thought, yeah, that's, that's not gonna work out. We need to figure out how to, how to do something a little, <laughs> a little, um, you know, so that I didn't drive myself crazy. Um, I admire people that can work in positions like that, um, but I would have been balled up in a corner crying every single night, so. That's well, you're right where you, you need to be, and you are having a huge impact. You, you really are. Far greater than I think you realize. Uh, point in hand being when I asked the kids, who can I pull in here today and interview, uh, your name came up immediately, and the words were, uh, you know, oh, I love Mrs. Gibson. And that's have because you? <laughs> you have established relationships with the kids, and, and that just goes such a long way in having an impact. And I, I mean, I just, um, like, I just, I feel like I have a memory. Like I said, I mean, you, this kid here, I'm not giving names, um, but you gave me a picture in middle school. You had built um, a marble maze. I don't know if you remember this at all, that you were particularly proud of yourself for. You were probably sixth grade, and you brought in a picture and signed the back that it was, you know, this marble maze that you had made, and it was awesome. I, still, I have the picture. <laughs> So, I mean, like, I just, you know, I love these kids. And I, like, I always, you know, when I see them and, you know, I, I want to know what's going on. I want to know what you're doing, what you're doing at home and, you know, just what you're interested in and stuff, you know. I mean, Marble Maze in middle school could be a bridge in your career, right? you know. Heck so yeah. I just, I, I love being around the kids. Well, I think this is a good point, seeing that the bell is about to ring, but your quote right there is a great place to end this, that you know, you said that you love being around the kids. I do. And that's one of the things that I love so much about our school, is that the teachers, staff members, our custodians, our, uh, the P our attendance secretary, our principals, they all love being around the kids. We have good kids to be around them. We do. They're easy to love. They are. Very easy to love. Yep. Thank you so very much for spending a half hour with us. You are welcome. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, hearing your story is amazing. And those of you that are listening, it's just another reason why 
you know, when you sit down with somebody that you, you're with all the time, but then you hear their story, it makes you appreciate them even more and love them even more. So thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. Please do me a favor, make sure that you push this out, share it so that more people in this community can hear about the ever wonderful and amazing Mrs. Gibson. See you next episode. I hope you enjoyed our interview today. Be sure to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you are listening on. And also feel free to follow me on Instagram at, at Mr. Horner, the teacher, or on Twitter at THS Mr. Underscore Horner for podcast updates, blog updates, and more information about our guests. If you liked what you heard, I would appreciate if you give us a review and share the episode. Help me get the message out about how incredible our community is and how awesome our teachers are. If you haven't, make sure you go back and listen to past interviews. There are a lot of amazing people that we've had the privilege of interviewing. Until next time, go Blue Devils.